0: Hey, let's kick off an all new issue of Geek in the City Radio, which is brought to you free every week from the folks at, well where else, geekinthecity.com. You can also watch us stream the show weekly every Tuesday on twitch.com forward slash geekinthecity at 6.30pm Pacific Time. If you enjoy the show, you can also help us out over on patreon.com forward slash City your support there helps us do more content and create more shows and overall make it a better experience for you the best audience in the world as always always share the show and make some comments for us or give us a five-star rating on any of the platforms you enjoy listening to this show on and with that let's kick off this all-new issue of geek in the city radio We're gonna talk about the stuff that makes you scream and shout. Hit the red alert. We're going war factor 12. Thanks for pressing play. Why hello and welcome to issue six seventy seven of Geek in the City Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Duran.
1: I'm one of your other hosts, Rita.
2: And I am your other other host, Cable Hashitani. What's up, everybody? We'll do it live.
1: Oh man, <laughs> December has been difficult.
0: Yes, yes, it has. Really, I'm really, really, really
1: feeling it today. I know. I really, really should on? stop complaining. Uh, In the presence of the person who still has to work retail. (laughs) (laughs)
2: It's like, oh my God, it's so crazy out there. Really? Is it? (laughs) Is it crazy out there? Out there in the world? (laughs) No. Tell me more. (laughs) He's Um, like, oh, that's precious. It is. I will say that 2022 Cable Mm -hmm. can say that in a joking tone. Whereas 2020 Cable would go, really? Is it? Is it really is it crazy out there
1: you are you are starting to get better your cable is healing
2: well it, yeah it's largely that you know 2020 cable is like everyone's like oh yeah this this being locked inside is really rough i'm like is it i have no idea i have no idea what you're talking about none so yeah am i blowing up the do i need to uh,
3: is it doing pre-amp a thing
0: is being weird
3: Mm. oh why brand
2: new
1: brand new amp
0: shouldn't you know there's a reason why I bought this system with the warranty this time
2: smart Uh, we should check uh, in with the net Brad can you hear us just fine yeah
0: Uh,
1: did you just call it the net
2: yes did I just date myself
1: okay 1990s Sandra Bullock
2: okay okay i I, have we have we not have we not established that cable is an old man cable cable is an old and and i i you know i shout i yell at clouds old man shakes fist yells at clouds (laughs) (sighs)
3: Um,
1: no i respect that i respect it just kind of threw me by surprise because i know many olds and
2: uh, (laughs) nobody says the net anymore not even the olds this is true this is true but in the do they call it the internets? What, are the, what is the current lingo? I do think
1: people still call it the internets. I think I them, their internets are still a thing.
2: Them, their internets? Yeah, kay. them,
1: their. Um,
0: Find me on them, their internets at one 800 528 owls big ass storage apartment. <laughs> okay,
1: white boy with dreads, you don't have to keep staring in here. Yeah, I, I, I'm i always Sorry. so, like I don't know, needlessly annoyed when people are loitering over
2: the Yeah, they're, they fascinate me. They <laughs> It's like they, every time I just, I'm like, go away.
1: That's me being an old though. I'm like, this is kid's loitering in my vicinity.
2: It's, mm. they don't have anything else to do. This is something that's weird that occurs. They're like, ooh, what is this? It's like, it's none of your damn business is what it is. Do you see the sign on the door? That's why I made the sign that says, On air, do not disturb. Walking back and forth in front of the door, peeking disturbing. in, is disturbing.
3: Yeah,
1: for sure. Also, <laughs> white man with dreads is disturbing.
3: I,
2: mm, yeah. I
1: hate it. I hate it so much. Yep. We all do. Yeah, no, it's not
3: accepted.
2: I feel like there's a higher concentration of it within Portland. That's, oh, for sure.
1: That's almost
2: certainly true. Like... I'm sure it exists in all major metropolitan areas, but it definitely feels like there's a higher concentration of Portland, uh, probably also San Francisco.
0: Ashland. Yeah, I wouldn't. Started.
2: I wouldn't refer to Ashland as a major metropolitan area.
0: No, no it's not. That's for sure. That's
2: pretty. I'm. I'm not throwing shade on Ashland either. Like I, I haven't been. I've heard lovely things. Um, it's lovely. It's the home of the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. There are many great things about Ashland. I've never been, so I'm not throwing shade. I'm just saying that it's also not a major metropolitan area. Um, ben just trying to become one, but uh
1: Brad in the chat is uh is quoting me, I know many olds. Wow. I'm like, I'm not ageist, I have many old
3: friends.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh what what vroom vroom
0: just making sure all the sound oh i see that was a little weird there um quick behind the scenes uh i know audio was going to our preamp but i have nothing but error and warning flashing over here saying it's not working
1: that's not terrifying at all uh
0: so hopefully when our guest phones in digitally this will still work as an input source we're gonna find out oh
1: geez
0: i well we've always got the
1: backup right
0: yeah, my worry is that because Zoom is being all like, "That's oh, the machine's name,
3: mm-hmm.
0: that um, it's not going to take her input because it's a different it, – we should be good.
2: We'll figure it out. We'll
0: figure it out. It'll be fine. I, we should be good. I'm not too terribly concerned. It's just frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, on, on that note also, I really wish – I get it's an uncompressed audio format – but I really wish that like these types of recorders did not default to wave audio form recordings. That means like our one hour and 20 minute show is like 300 gigabytes. And if I don't forget to erase it all, like three shows later, I get this. Uh, And since I don't have my card reader on me, I can't just clean it up on my own.
3: Gotcha.
1: I feel like I remember this back at the old studio. There was always...
0: That used to happen art, like, with like breaks, drives
1: yep. everywhere. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just a sea of thumb drives. Or, or are... no, not thumb drives. Those little, little, you know... Yeah, thumb drives. little flat guys. Yeah,
0: you are correct, madam. That is exactly
1: what used very to happen. Well. Good for me.
3: Yeah.
0: But everyone can hear us, so I'm not too worried. All right. Um, if one other thing I will say, though, is that if you see me go quiet really quick, it is very likely because I am banning people. Right. So
2: why would you need to do? Oh, YouTube exists.
0: It's the YouTube channel. The Twitch channel actually will vet things ahead of time because I put very strong. That's why sometimes even like norms jokes. Yep, I have to approve. they're harmless because he said butts too many times or Mm -hmm. smoke butts. (laughs) Uh, But YouTube. But he's
2: he's actually talking about smoked. Yeah, yeah.
0: But YouTube is just the fucking wild west, so they just anything goes through. Oh yeah, you know. Uh-huh. I
2: I am generally displeased with a lot of social media and the internet these days anyway. Yes. I, again, getting back to feeling like the old <laughs> like um if you followed me on Twitter, I'm sorry, N- now no you don't.
1: No longer.
2: I have I downloaded an archive of both my personal account and my gallery account and I've deactivated both accounts. Congratulations. So, thanks. Um I it feels very small in the face of all of it, but I, I, I guess it just boils down to fuck Elon Musk, yes. F- fuck all billionaires yes. to be, For sure. like they're just god awful.
0: <laughs> sure.
2: Um, but I, I don't want to continue to participate in a site that has just been getting progressively worse. And now, like, a person who has zero problem with going, oh, there are white supremacists on the site? Cool. You have free reign now. It's like, well, I'm out.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I still need to keep them all for various job reasons. Yep. Which is uh, annoying. Yes. Um, There Um, are legit people I would not actually have conversations with if it wasn't for random Twitter threads. Right. And We just ignore assholes that come into it. We just, as we sure. reply, we just take them out. I
2: I cherish the times that I've been on Twitter and had wonderful conversations like that. Like one of my favorite m- memories of that is thoroughly trashing um, the the trashable parts of Into Darkness with <laughs> Ming Doyle and oh, Ben Acker.
0: So the whole movie,
2: yeah. Mostly the the uh, the casting a white man is con right um but just going through about how you know from an asian experience why that is problematic (laughs) um on so many levels Uh, and that was a fun twitter thread to do and i've like there have been others like there have been so many good things on twitter
1: i'm really gonna miss all of the like ad lib dissertations that people
2: just yeah
1: Randomly put into the into the ether. Yeah,
2: thread. Thirty tweets later. Yes, yeah. I yeah, love those. Yep. Um,
1: I'm really bummed about Hive. Not uh, not. Apparently, it had a big out.
0: update today.
1: Today, okay, because I got notified about an update last week, and oh. I did not. I, I got three notifications about updates, and yet the app was just as in in uh, what's the word non functioning. Right. As this has been for.
0: Well, so I feel over. like Hive is dealing with the same thing that like. Zoom, the video app Zoom, went through two months into the pandemic. Mm-hmm. They were this quaint little thing that worked just fine for their 100,000 users. Right. And then all of a sudden, the whole world wanted their servers. They went, Ugh.
2: Yep. That's what happened to Hive.
0: Yeah. And Macedon has always been unruly. I don't understand it.
2: Yeah, I'm skipping. I, I think that's the other thing that prompted me to start just going, eh, I'm just going to close these accounts. Because I'm not on the internet the way I used to be. When I had a desk job, I was on the internet all the goddamn time. I lived on Twitter. I had a curate. I had three curated Tumblrs.
0: Yeah, I remember that. That speaking of which, I'm thinking it. of bringing my Tumblr back to, back to life.
1: I never did the Tumblr thing, and now I feel like I don't. I don't know. I, I just I'm not
2: sure. The funny thing about Tumblr is
3: <laughs>
2: Tumblr. Fuck, I'm. There are people who never left Tumblr. Tumblr and they, had their and they come to going. Jesus moment. They did. They
0: quote banned porn.
1: Yeah. Right.
2: Um, and it was it was a bad move for them. And they understand that. And they've they've tried to fix things. Right. Um, But they just kind of laid fallow. It's like, well, we've got, still got a few core people. We'll just keep things alive and see what happens and have been slowly rolling along. Um, like I jumped back onto Tumblr maybe four months ago and I'm like, oh good god, Will Wheaton and Neil Gaiman never left. No. Ever. Huh. They have been very active on Tumblr. Um I I think it's dumb, but Will Wheaton's the joke that he keeps making that is still my favorite joke, is every time <laughs> someone asks him, um, are you really Will Wheaton? His response is, "No, it's Becky,"
3: <laughs>
2: in reference to the Taylor Swift song. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> I don't know that song. Uh, I don't even... Or
2: it—it's it, a Taylor Swift meme where it's like there's a picture of this girl says, "Becky did these drugs. This happened to her. She died. Don't be like Becky." And Becky. someone's like, "Yeah, I think that's Taylor Swift, dude." <laughs> no, it's Becky.
0: Becky is <laughs> a fun name. So
2: that—that that is his response. Every single time someone goes, "Are you really Will Wheaton?" No, it's Becky, hmm. and I laugh my ass off every time I see it because he keeps doing it. Um, You're it, dead, it, Becky. It is commitment to that <laughs> bit that I'm like, "You go, Will Wheaton."
0: Nothing's better than a bit.
2: Yeah, Nothing. and he's he's really bad. good at that. A little yeah. bit it's hilarious. I just
1: never figured out Tumblr. I I see a lot of screen caps of wonderful things that happen on Tumblr. <laughs> But uh, no, I'm sorry. That's Reddit with, with, the, with the weird little cat.
2: See, cat I've cat. never understood Reddit.
1: I definitely don't understand Reddit, but apparently a lot of really funny stuff happens
2: there. Sure. I think the funniest stuff from Reddit ends up on Tumblr.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's Screencast. Um, 100%. Yeah.
1: The chat is talking about Discord, which I I do like, except for it's basically the same platform but you could have like a dozen different networks. I'm and on nine much. different
0: Discord servers.
1: That, that. I was on three for a while and yeah. I was just like drowning in content. And I don't know, for whatever reason, I don't treat it the same as, you know, Twitter or Instagram where I can like just scroll until something is of interest. It's a conversation. Yeah. It's all, re- you know, answers and, you know, statements and replies and more replies. On in, and so I'm like, I can't, I can't read all of this, but there's I, no way for me to delineate one chunk of conversation versus another and only read the material that is of interest to me.
2: I, yeah, the thought of doing more than one discord or more than two discords is exhausting.
0: Yeah. I've got like, I've got the Patreon discord. Mm-hmm. So patreon.com forward slash geek in the city. Yep. Um, which only has a few people on at any regular time. Pretty much everyone who's in this chat has popped into that discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, It's semi-private because at one time I wanted to link it to the Patreon where we would do private chats for backers. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is no offense to Norm. I had a blast, but I got tired of Norm being the only person I talked to once a month for an hour. Because eventually we were like, so what'd you have for dinner? Do you know any good jokes? (laughs) You know, how about them cowboys? Uh, Which is fine. But eventually I'm like, all right. I would get a lot of emails like, oh man, I always forget you're doing that. I'm like, Great, great. Um, that
2: that's never the um, that's never the offhand comment that people think it is.
0: No, it's not the the sign of support that people think it is. Just I, like when you invite somebody to something, this goes back to social media, and instead of just clicking can't go and be done with it. Their need to comment of, oh man, I wish you could do this, but I'll be doing this other thing. But I'll be thinking of you. Like, don't fucking tell me what else you're gonna be doing. If I know you're really? gonna be out of, t- yeah, it drives me nuts.
1: I I like the justification. I mean, I don't like need it, but I'm like, oh, you already have other commitments. Uh, understood. I'll I'll miss you there.
2: I I'm on the same yeah point.
1: Oh, okay. Let me let me Just, make sure to never tell you no, why I can't come to a thing. <laughs>
2: well, it, no, it was like. If it's a, if I'm inviting you to my party, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I can't. I'm doing this other thing. Cool, have fun with that. Yeah, I don't care. Right. Every time I send out a first Thursday invite, yeah, and uh, would get responses like, oh, I can't make it that night. I'm like, cool. You never make it any fucking first Thursday. That's it you, happens once telling. a month, and I've been doing this for fifteen years. Fuck off.
0: Yeah, that's me too. Like it doesn't <laughs> okay. ever change.
2: Yeah. But it, you're never like, there,
1: like the people who don't listen and tell you that yeah. they don't listen. It's
2: performative; it is performative yeah. to make this themselves the feel better. Oh. Yeah.
1: Oh
0: yeah, a lot of this, like yeah, the yeah, a I mean, lot. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of that with gotcha. the
1: Okay, yes, no, those are legitimate um, beefs, complaints.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. You, you like private private functions. That's different. That's it's like, oh, this, this, I'm going... It's like, oh, I wish I could be there. It's like, I wish you could too, but your thing sounds fun. That's great. Go do that. I'm 100% supportive of that. Oh. Um,
0: yeah, but it's the performative gesture of...
1: Oh, man, I'm sorry that I know Sorry, never I can't make it.
0: I know I've known you for 10 mm-hmm. years, and you do this thing every whatever day of the month. Right. Um, yeah, that gets old. Be,
2: because eventually you start understanding that... It's not that you don't have the time. It's not that you don't can't do the thing, mm-hmm. it, because you learn. It's like, oh, I have time to do these things. I prioritize my time differently, Right. and I pro- prioritize what's important to me differently. And you know that that is what that those other people are doing, whether or not they know it yet. Mm-hmm. They haven't figured it out. No, They're, that's fair. Yeah.
1: If I, you know, if I double book myself, I try really hard to make it to both things because then i feel really bad that i said i would go to something and then i'm like oh wait
3: guess, but but you
2: shouldn't you should prioritize what is important to you well, and if they're
1: both important cable
2: then take the other person out for a drink go oh, i am not going to make it, specific specific. it to you
0: that's family. why i'm
1: mentioning my birthday two months ahead of time.
0: <laughs> i gotta beat sarah waffle to the punch
1: it was not sarah waffle oh. uh it was somebody's wedding. Well, whoever wedding.
0: it was, I it was have to be. Somebody's out punch.
1: of town came to Portland for their wedding. You kind of can't really, you know, ask them to do it a different time. They Trigant. came in from out of town for their wedding.
0: Who comes into town for their wedding?
1: People who used to live in this town and have a lot of friends here still.
0: Oh, ah, okay.
2: That's like the reverse of a destination wedding.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They came okay. to the friends. And yeah. Said, okay. Hey, we're getting married or are married now. That's they, fine, yeah. They did a tour. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some people like move around a lot in their adult lives, and so they have friends that they stay close with in all different parts of the country. I have
0: a couple that way, but I have to work at it.
2: I yeah. I have well, um,
1: that's ADHD. it's
0: very one-sided. <laughs> <Yes>. I
2: <laughs> It's
0: not you, we live in the same town.
2: I have object um I don't have object permanence about that. It's like once you I do that to people in this town. If you are not in my field of vision, you don't exist. And as soon as I see you, it's like I have, like you've never left. But yeah, like dog it dog when you come I home. just saw do you yesterday.
0: Do you two get asked how so-and-so is doing? Sometimes. I get it all the time. So I feel like I have to keep track of every single person I've ever known that was in a circle group. Because they'll ask me, how's so-and-so doing?
1: Have I don't you fucking you...? know. The answer like, is, I don't fucking know. Yeah. It usually is. Mm.
3: Yeah, right. no,
2: I don't.
0: Like, for clarification, I don't know what Rick Emerson's doing. He, he's promoting Go Ask Alice. It's an amazing book. You should read it. Unmasking Alice. I'm sorry. Go Ask Alice is...
1: A song? Yeah. When a, she's a 10 feet tall? No, no.
0: He's promoting Unmasking Alice. It's fascinating. Mm. You should read it, especially if you were a kid during the Satanic Panic era.
1: Um, yeah, I only ask you about someone else, if it's A for Cheeseman, or... <laughs> Um, what, what was the second reason? I already forgot. There's a there's.
2: What was the first reason again?
1: me. gossip. Gossip. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm like ah, give me the dirt on so and so. Okay. Um, well, I wouldn't ask you because you don't do that. Um,
2: the hell I don't.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just does it around very specific oh, genre I circles yeah, or I are, circles.
2: yeah. It's like it is the. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Is anyone in a twenty foot earshot? No, cool. We we can talk about yeah. this. So I'm loud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so say yeah, no, there's.
2: We do it under my breath. I can't really talk quietly.
1: Oh, that was the second reason, and the, the second reason to ask somebody, "Oh, how so and so doing?" is if you are like running out of things to talk about, but the, you're not comfortable with the with the lack of conversation. Mm. She's Grasping at straws. You you don't there's like just...
2: uncomfortable silences
1: uh rarely i have to be like like i can hang out with either one of you in a room and not talk about anything
3: sure yeah but fine.
1: if i'm talking about like oh i'm at this party i'm at cable's party and i'm talking to someone i kind of know but not well but now we're standing next to each other and i'm like uh uh what do we talk about oh we know this person in comment how is so and so doing it's a panic response
2: okay that's a that's a reasonable panic yeah. response
1: that's
0: fine that's I get valid that. too. Well, we're all just sounding like the olds right now. <laughs>
3: really I think
2: this is kind of, of a, a fun like this has nothing to do with the topic of conversation that we're going to get into later with not our guest tonight. Yeah, no, not at all. But this is some this is some real world shit. Like I I don't know. I feel like the older that all of us get, humanity in general, mm-hmm. the more we start reflecting on what does it all mean? Right. <laughs> And how do we interact with people? How do we people?
4: How do?
0: I think that's why I don't do as much as I used to, but there was a time where I really liked responding in just various gifts.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I use a lot of emojis.
0: Your emojis confuse me, too. I don't get what the upside-down face is. I don't know if that's supposed to be frowning or, or if no, it's no, like... No, it's not... Fuck if I know. <sighs> <sighs> whoop,
1: whoop, 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 whoop. Oh, my God. And here's the thing. It's like, I... I can't even explain to you what I mean with words. That's why I've chosen the emoji instead of speaking with words.
2: I I feel that that is your general, um, I have become discombobulated emoji.
1: Mm, No, not discombobulated. If I'm feeling discombobulated, I'll probably make like a wacky face, but the upside down emoji, the upside down smiling emoji is more of like a, no, it's not
0: a sad upside down. It's the
1: whole
2: face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's a
1: smiling emoji, but his head is upside down. What do I mean by that? See, you
3: don't even know. It's the
1: words. It's the putting it in words that I can't. Um, but I know how I feel when I'm using it, and that's why I use it.
2: I, I'm sorry. I'm laughing at it. I have to look up emojis.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, oh. I, I'll, I'll just put this. Eggplant is penis.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: have sent that on accident so many times because it's right. Because eventually because yeah, eventually how are you
1: accidentally sending the egg because
0: here's the thing if you send it on cuz i wanted to send something like an egg thing mm-hmm. and i hit egg i hit that uh, but eventually if you hit it enough on an android phone when you hit the emoji button you get your frequently used ones yeah and it just shows up on there uh, and so, i have really fat fucking fingers
1: so norm says that the upside down smiley emoji is meant to symbolize confusion that's not how i'm using it Right. I think the best I, way to describe it is I'm um, like, you know, when you're like smiling and laughing, but you're actually quite like you're you're feeling the opposite of the smiling and laughing. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. what you're gonna do anyway. It's a little bit of that, like not like on a hardcore scale, but like on a on a scale of one to ten, it's like a two to three on the I'm gonna smile through this, but I don't really love it.
2: I laugh to keep from screaming, type of thing. Right, but like yeah,
1: like dialed way down.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm not if I'm at, screaming. At two,
1: if, I'm, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm like. If I'm like, I would, I'm laughing to keep from screaming. That's, I don't even know. That's, that's a whole nother emoji. Beck says, is
0: it the law without the loud out loud part?
1: (laughs) It might be now.
0: I mean, when I'm doing the, what is it? Laughing to not scream, whatever. I'll just do this, the laughing face and then the crying face. You know.
1: That, that makes sense. That is my
0: emoji version of... That little Mexican kid who's getting interviewed, and I don't even know what the real interview was anymore. But the interview was oh, like, "Right, are you happy doing this?" He's like, he starts to nod, and then he puts his hand up and cries, and begins to shake his head.
2: It, yeah, it's, um it's something about being an artist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he cries yeah
0: do you like working in comments i
2: really do yes oh,
1: oh the little kid yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i he's... probably use that gif a lot and i use mm-hmm. again the old el paso mexican girl of why not oh.
1: yes that's a fun one that's a fun
2: one i have and that and never
1: um, gets old
0: well bye <laughs> yep <laughs> oh our guest is here
1: all right. oh good did we ever tell the listeners who our guest is no let's
0: just bring them on her. all
1: right get ready friends
0: so before we jump into our interview with kelly sue deconic this is a great time to talk about our sponsors first up of course is guardian games 345 southeast taylor street in portland oregon the fact is if you have a gamer in your life and if you listen to this show you probably do the fact is you can find them something at guardian games um Again, doesn't matter what kind of gaming system they're into, Guardian Games is going to have it, or, you know, maybe they're a board gamer or a card gamer, or maybe you're not sure, but you know what kind of genres they like, there's a good chance that there is a game they like. But in the end, if you definitely, definitely don't know, all you know is that they're into those things with the weird dice, um, you can get them a Guardian Games gift certificate. I know normally it's like, oh, gift certificates are so impersonal. Well, it's not like you're getting them like a, like a Visa cash card, you know. You're getting them something to a store that you know they are going to love. So, you know what? That counts. So check it out. Guardian Games, 345 Southeast Taylor Street. And when you're there, thank them for being a sponsor of Geek in a City Radio. Just like Revnat of Revnat's Hard Cider. Uh, simply one of the greatest ciders you will ever drink. If you don't ever try to cider, well, then this is the one to try. Uh, however, if you are not... Uh, one who imbibes an alcohol, that's cool too. So like a decade ago, Revnat put aside some of his cider to make it into a vinegar. And that has dropped this week. So go to shop.rebnats.com. He has got his own apple cider vinegar. I'm sure it's fantastic with all its culinary uses or maybe a sipping vinegar. So he is branching out into non-alcoholic beverages as well. And you can see all of that this Friday at his Revnats speakeasy at the, uh, at the cidery on Loring Street. Just go to shop.revnats.com. You get all the details. Uh, I will be there checking IDs and doing crowd control. So you can say hi to me, but don't linger because it's time to move along. Gotta keep a lot moving. Uh, so yeah, Revnats. And then before we get back to it, a quick shout out to uh, one of our newer sponsors, Glowing Greens. They are Portland's premier indoor mini golf. Uh, They also, I could have added on their pirate in blacklight, but I felt like if you say premiere that, they're also the only one, but they're a great place. They are a reason to get to downtown inside glowing greens is the golf course. They also have fantastic escape rooms and ax throwing. It's just a great way to get out there. Um, if you're taking a break from shopping and you want to still enjoy downtown, check out glowing greens. You can find everything about them at glowinggreens.com. And now back to the show.
4: Hi. Hello. Oh, you caught me looking for something to clean my glasses with. I <laughs>
1: know. Oh, Don't worry. No one can tell on camera. That's okay, true. But I can't see super well. Oh but that's okay. Yeah. I, can't, I can't help with that. I just know that my glasses are filthy. You right
2: could now. if you were there. Oh,
1: that's true. That's true. But I, I've, I already did that for yeah. eight hours. You
2: hate so. filthy glass. What's that? So our guest tonight is Kelly Sue DeConnick. (laughs)
4: Hello. Go live on your channels. Add more viewers to this stream. How it works. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to close that.
3: That You know what? I
0: don't either. It's it's there. It's going. And I have a close eye on on YouTube because that's like the Wild West there. And anyone could comment anything. And they do. Uh, Yeah. Almost Two years ago, we had Bill Oakley on, and that's when we learned about people that had digital human avatars that looked real and like they were really talking. Um, and it got ugly really fast.
1: It's kind of like the equivalent of like when you're when you're doing yeah. a heist and you trick the security oh, yeah. cameras by doing yeah. a loop, uh, so, so that it looks like normal activity, like that. But for a like person, when Ocean's
0: rebuilt the the vault at the Bellagio,
1: exactly like that. Yeah,
0: but with racists. <laughs>
2: yes yes (laughs) which is less exciting so fingers crossed none of that tonight sweet well
3: um i just walked off camera because my dog barked hold on here it's okay well you're
1: wearing those cool. i still what's
4: that
1: (laughs) it's an impulse and now she's mad
4: because uh there's stuff in her spot oh no.
2: I That's know. the worst.
4: I know it is. I'm I'm a terrible dog mom, so let me just. look. Oh yeah, okay. Here, here.
1: Look, okay. she needs she needs her spot. She needs
0: her spot. I get it. She's
3: a little <laughs> old lady. She is.
4: She's nine years old, and she's very,
3: very oh,
4: mean, and she threatens all the delivery people. It's awesome. Oh, wait. Oh no! I oh, wasn't good enough.
3: Someone's got to do it. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I mean,
0: I understand it. I get annoyed when I go to my couch and there's stuff all over it, and it then Jen reminds me it's yeah. your stuff.
4: Like, oh, what
0: the point? <clears throat> just let me rail at the world for a <laughs> minute, right?
4: Anyway, hi, hey, what's up? Hello.
1: Um, we were just talking about um, our favorite gifts and <laughs> what different emojis mean okay. to us. So, like, for example, one of my favorite go-tos is the upside-down smiling face. But I can't really very well explain what I mean yeah. by that. I know I know what I mean by it, but I
4: can't explain yeah. it to you. <laughs> just uses that one, too. And I, I never... I, 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 wanted to, I don't quite understand what that one means. Like, so I'm always, like, n- not happy. Like, that means not happy, I'm not happy about this thing. Or something? That's it, how.
0: That's how I always read it too. Either that, or maybe like it annoys mildly me.
4: Annoyed, but I'm not going
3: to tell you. I, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, well, it, it's, I feel explain. like when you
0: use it on me, it's after I have said something that maybe I have not personally moderately annoyed you, but I've explained a situation
1: okay. that is annoying. I
0: wish I wish to share the mm. annoyance with you to know I'm not alone, and then I get that face.
1: Yes, yes. There we go. I'm not annoyed. There's an annoying situation but I don't want to be negative about it, so upside down yeah. smiley face. And the other one you
0: used to send, I think this was a weird function of our phones not communicating properly. We're like the two dancing girls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God, I love those little dancing girls with the bunny suits. Yeah. I. It's just, a, that one is, is just a general conveyance of, of yeah. cheer, like positive, I like it, this is good, I'm excited. Yeah.
3: That's fair. That's
4: things, fair. Okay. Backup yeah. bunnies. Do you know about backup? Mhm. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Uh,
4: how that's... about you? What are your favorite? <laughs> of are my favorite <laughs> emojis. <laughs> um. I don't know. I think I might be an old. I don't use that. Min- I think I might be an old. I'm 52. That's <laughs> that's a pretty. Suck- yeah. That that is that's exactly
2: how we started yeah, the show is, too. Yeah, you, 30 I, minutes
3: ago
0: you'd have fit right in with us. I, I
2: referred to the internet as <laughs> yeah. the net. And got all kinds of shade, and I'm like, yes, yes, I know, I'm the old. Yeah. it's
4: fine. So I'm, I'm solidly the old. Like, like calling this middle age is really optimistic.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're not wrong. So, um,
3: huh.
4: um, yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't think I send that many emojis. Although I, I've grown fond of uh, the baguette. Because uh, Tallulah sends it all the time, my daughter. Um,
3: <laughs>
4: but she's, uh, she's she's taking, taking French, French this year. year, and she's she. Her her response when I ask her to do something is "wee wee baguette," and <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of like it actually. So.
1: It's just this jaunty little thing that she came up yeah, with a while back. Yeah, yeah.
0: hmm. Is the baguette by itself or is it in a paper bag? Oh no, it's
1: by itself. Um, okay. Yeah. What would it mean if it came in a paper bag?
0: I'm grocery shopping. Wow, that came up way <laughs> yeah. too fast. Yeah. <laughs> wow. yeah
4: can I can I enter the chat? Let's see.
0: Uh, I think you'd have to do it through Twitch. I don't know if you have. Yeah, I will
4: account. send
1: you okay. the link. Uh, yeah
2: baguette, baguette is just a baguette
3: well no, baguette no, is never no side
1: meaning
2: well uh, it will i do it don't again? i don't know if it has like there's like four emojis that i know that have a side meaning and everything else i have to look up on every Dictionary. <laughs> or... <laughs> i don't know no, i'll just so see if it if had you, a secondary meaning Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I've got to look it up on the internet. I I, I sent you. Or I ask any one of the 25-year-olds that I work with, (laughs) go, what the hell does this mean? It's like, oh, God.
1: That's one of your job benefits. And they're like, oh, that's on point.
2: What? What is on point? What does this
1: mean? (laughs) On point does not belong to the kids. Okay. That's an army phrase.
2: Again, like... Again, with the olds, I don't, <laughs> I'm I'm not using up-to-date lingo. And I almost said this is on fleek, is. and that's still like five to ten <laughs> no years said, ago. I
1: don't, I don't think people were really saying fleek when we thought people were saying fleek.
2: No. Yeah, there's that.
1: I think the TV that, just lied to us. The one that. I'm
0: not getting now is, it's bass.
3: I, I think it means good.
0: No, I think it. I think beans right. I think it means good. So like, if you see like, I don't know, a perfectly thrown can of soup that just smacks a. So I don't know. I'm thinking of protest okay. stuff.
2: Sure, that's but fine. it's
0: something that like makes you really happy. It's like that's base.
3: Oh, here we go.
1: I and well, you know what's funny is I initially heard it as based, b a s t, maybe with an e, maybe not. But I'm like, like a like something in the oven because you've basted it. And no. I don't know.
2: <laughs> Not, yeah, based. Base,
1: not based. Be- S-E-D. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know where that came from. I don't hear people saying it. I know where you heard it.
0: I hear. Well, we can say from
1: behind the, behind bastards. the bastards. He's been saying it a lot, but yeah. I don't know what it means precisely, and I don't know that anyone's really saying it. He
0: hangs it. out with a lot of the youngs, Oh, I, I so. hear the
2: kids here say it. Ah, okay, okay.
1: Yeah. What have they conveyed to you it means?
2: I don't know. They don't say it to me. They like it. <laughs> just
0: to each other. I think maybe it just means like something's really good, or it's even almost perfect.
2: Yep.
4: Well, then cable, they yeah. should be saying it to you all the time. Eh. Oh,
2: and yeah. <laughs> I, I think they're they're just a week away, always from starting to talk to me like they talk to their grandma. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> all right.
1: Well, now now, Kurt Katsu says that we should try to make based a thing, um, and I'm. I was,
2: well, that's how you I, keep. It. That's, that's
1: so how you bench, keep it. That's so based.
2: Ugh.
0: But that, but that was how you keep something like, like, tasty and juicy.
2: Yeah, and see that starts to lean right into moist territory, and I a don't, I don't want to do anything. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are bothered by that. Yep. I don't support it, but I respect yep. your decision.
2: But based, <laughs> perhaps we can do something with that, and that, that could be a thing. Boy, this show is so weird. Yep.
1: we have gone completely off the rails, you guys. <laughs> let's uh, let's circle back. Uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick is here, guys, um, and and you're here, um presumably, to talk about two really big things that have happened recently. Which one would you like to start with?
4: Uh Historia. Historia.
0: <laughs> I was just thinking, like, you did the unboxing of your comps like yesterday. I was like, let's jump yeah, into Historia.
4: Totally. Um. Then you have to text me and tell me what the other thing we're talking about is.
0: Okay. Yeah,
4: I'll put okay. it in the
3: private chat. Uh, oh, nah. oh, god. It's <laughs> so, like oh, god. I'm
4: dumb. Okay, yes, we'll talk about that, too. Um, let's talk about Historia first, All though. Dun-dun-dun! Right. All right.
1: There's some on my desk over All there. Right.
4: there do, the, do the people, <laughs> are the people, do the people know we, our connection? So we're not. Uh... Yes. All right. Yes. Um. Yeah. So. This is book one. It came out about a year ago. I'm very proud of it. Mm-hmm. And one Eisner. Um, so this is. Uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman Historia of the Amazons. It's a very long title. Uh, I apologize. I think there were were many marketing people involved in choosing well i
1: think it's you know ultimately it's going to be a sort of a tome so it needs an equally yes. weighty touch. yes let's
4: go with that that's good That's excellent mm-hmm.
3: um I like and
4: it. uh yeah but it also makes it like nearly impossible to hashtag um so i was like can mm-hmm. we can we put can we can we decide to use historia as our as our hashtag? And then it could be like WWHistoria1, historia 2 That lasted like 10 minutes. Um, but anyway, so, and Historia is a word. Uh, and so if you, it means history. So if you just try to Google Historia, you just get everybody talking about history, so. Well, first, your
1: phone is going to auto-correct it to history because it's dumb or historian, and not multicultural sure. at
4: all.
3: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway,
4: so the uh, the conceit of the book it's a, a DC Black Label book, and um, the Black Label is the like the top shelf, you know, fancy books. Um, also, it means out of uh-huh. continuity. Um, and the conceit <laughs> is that it is the history of the Amazons from the perspective of the Amazons. Um, so, you know, if you think about the subjectivity of history and, you know, the, the stories are written by the winners. Um, uh, this is what you would know about the, the Amazons if they wrote their own history, because in the war between the gods and the Amazons, the Amazons lost. So, first volume was drawn by... Phil Jimenez, and it he is absolutely incredible. It is the work of his career, um, and it has been an astonishing career at that. Uh, here's some of the amazing, amazing artwork. Look at
1: that. Yep. I think we talked about this last year, but he set a really high bar because yep. now all of the other artists who work on this project have to, like... Play off of it, but do their own thing,
4: and and he made it yeah. so big. Um, yeah, I felt so bad for Jean, who agreed to do the book <laughs> before he had seen what Phil did. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but oh. but Jean brought it. Uh, so this is uh, book two. Uh, this came out in April of this year, and Jean uh, Ha on art duty and did an absolutely incredible job as collaborator on this book. Look at this cool infographic that shows the map
3: of where the
4: different tribes live. I love infographics. That's my second favorite
1: spread on Um, that one. You should find the uh, the not for a thousand.
4: Yeah, and the, yeah, let's see. That is right here. Um, wait. Where is it? There it is. There we go. Yeah.
3: Oh, man.
4: Really, Oof. really spectacular work. Um, I always appreciate any time
1: an artist uses the golden ratio. Yes.
4: <laughs> and he also did all this really cool stuff with hidden images or um, Uh, ambiguous images so uh of course the the copies that i keep are these the library variants are my reference copies so i don't have his regular cover here but if i hold this page up you can see you see the face
3: yeah Mm wow so
4: but if you come in close
0: Oh, okay. Right. That's right. So
4: um, there's lots of that hidden throughout the book, which is just really spectacular work. Um,
2: Yeah, I realized, I think I I put book two on the shelf and meant to read it and then went, I'm going to wait for the third and so I can just read all of it.
4: Matt was asking me if I had had read all three back to back and I haven't yet. Um, I'm a little nervous to do that i don't
0: know why no i i get that i was nervous to read like my five issues back to back because i was so nervous that transitions would not make sense Mm. i
3: was
0: like i was like i know what happens but if i come at this not knowing is it gonna make sense i was like
4: uh, i don't know yeah i i don't know why i'm i have no lack of confidence i love this book um but I think it's, I think, you know, we worked on it for so long and it's so big. It's just, I just want to make sure that, like, sitting down and reading all three feels like a feast, you know? Um, like I want I wanted to,
3: yeah.
4: I need to feel, yeah, something over there thinks I'm talking to it and it keeps responding to me. <laughs>
3: <Ooh. laughs> Yeah, it's like,
4: uh, uh, I found this on the web. Check it out or something like that. Um, uh, Okay, so the third one is by Nicholas Scott. Uh, uh, So first one is the birth of the Amazons. The second is the uh, formation of the Seventh Tribe. And the third is the war between the gods and the Amazons. Um, And let me see some of...
0: I got to skim a little bit of it today mm-hmm. and like Nicholas Scott's art always just blows me away. I remember reading her stuff way back and I think that like the early JSA or secret six days that I just fell in love with her work yeah. from then
3: on.
4: This is probably my absolute favorite page and it's not, I mean, it is is—it is an extraordinary page just for the rendering of the art, but it's the acting it's the acting that kills me. Um, there's also some just phenomenal spreads like this one. Wow.
3: Yes. Yeah.
4: So. Um. Yeah. So this is out on the twenty seventh. Oh, there's Apollo. Apollo. It's kind of a little shit. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
0: She's so good at drawing like the attractive snarky yeah. face, though. I feel like we get in abundance with Apollo. Yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't even check to see if we see Apollo butts.
0: <laughs> I didn't want to bring up butts, but I was <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask like, how many butts does she work
4: into this? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Let's see. I have to. I'm, I'm. I didn't. I don't think I read it with like my butt radar on. Well, oh, you know, there's some.
1: There's there's little little. Yeah, yeah. Look at them. Oh, he's got the there. twist going. hmm yeah. mm-hmm.
2: The Black Widow pose. His
1: signature, Nicola. <laughs>
2: would, would that be Buttner? No. <laughs>
4: um. So this is out on um the twenty seventh, um, and next week. Yeah, and then I'm going to do a signing at Books with Pictures, Eugene. Um, if you, if anybody is near Eugene, Oregon, um, on the next 30th. Oh, perfect. Okay.
1: All right.
2: Nice.
0: So how does it feel? Like, I know it's, this is meant to be a larger hopefully series as it goes, but how do you feel like with kind of wrapping up this bit of the arc? Is it, does it feel, um, like a good spot for you to be in.
3: Yeah, I mean if it's
0: like yes.
4: If it ends here, I'm happy. Um, you know it's a it's a I'm not spoiling the ends, but it, it ends on a rather significant note. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's a good that's so, good, yeah uh, mm-hmm, for sure.
4: So yeah, it it feels complete. Um, no regrets. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it goes on, the middle three, the middle three would be a little bit of a bummer, you know? So, which is, you know, not the most salesman-y thing to say.
1: Uh, (laughs) I'm just like, I'm a little bit thrown because yes, book three ends on a positive note, but like I needed a, the whole box oh, of yeah. tissues with mm-hmm.
3: to, to get
1: through it. Just like, yeah,
4: I mean, uh, like for, oh for things like the whole the. In addition to wanting to write the history of the Amazons from the perspective of the Amazons, I also wanted there were a couple of other things I wanted to do. I wanted to reclaim Hera, um, who I think has gotten short shrift uh, a lot in, you know, recent centuries. Um, And and I wanted to write a like Homerian epic with a woman at the center. But the thing is like, Mm -hmm. you know, Homerian heroes are flawed and things don't always go so great um so you know there's she's Hippolyta's gonna have to work through some painful things um in that middle section uh I'm not a sadist so you
3: know will be fine
1: (laughs) it's she's she's about to go through a hard time but she does also have one good thing going for her. I'm going to try really hard right. not to spoil it since it's not out yet. But um, <clears throat> so then how much can you say about the next arc without, um, you know, giving too much away?
4: Um, I think I could say the, the middle part is very much the The Amazons with the Amazons, the middle three.
3: Um,
4: And then we open back up to the gods again more with the final three. Again, if we go that far. Um, Like, if we go past this, we really have to go to the end. You know, (laughs) like, I don't think you want to end on six. I'm not sure that. That would be like, ending
0: at the end of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I was thinking thinking that too. Like, yeah, that ends with just Luke and Leia watching as they fly off. And uh, who knows what happens now? uh,
4: But I will say this, the whole thing was pitched as beginning that was Stella, I don't know if you heard that. Um it's it was pitched as beginning with the the first time the check it out. doing
3: that?
4: Is that my I, computer? I can't tell if it's your computer or like a an iPad or something. I don't know what is happening over there.
1: Oh. oh yeah, it might be it might be yeah. one of our iPads. I don't know.
4: Your yeah. maybe yours. It, it's, it's
0: I like how it keeps telling you yeah. to
4: check it out. Check it out. It's like my <laughs> iPad has a double <laughs> finger guns. <laughs> check oh, it
3: yeah.
4: out. Um, so it was, it was pitched as like from the moment that the gods or Hera conceives of the Amazons through to the moment when when Diana's story traditionally begins, that's where our story ends. So then I'll, I'll leave it to the Wonder Woman fans to see if they can decipher what I mean by where her story traditionally begins. Because...
1: Oh,
0: interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of them
4: could put that part together.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um...
0: How is the pro- has the process been different? working with Phil, as opposed to Jean, as opposed to Nicola, or is it all kind of a no, same it's pattern? very
4: different. Um, I mean, Phil and I talked constantly. It was very, very much a conversation. Um, and uh, it's been no less wonderful working with Jean and Nicola, but it, it, it's less, it, it's been a more traditional relationship with the two of them. Um, uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, and we've talked about it. In fact, like Nicola was saying, like, you are she's like, I don't know why I don't do this more when we would get on uh you know zoom and talk about things and there's a couple of scenes that we reworked one that was rewritten twice um I am very very much the ideal like shared authorship like working it out together you know um And Mm -hmm. uh, I'm gonna get up and throw that thing out the window in a second. Um, (laughs) uh, But 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 yeah, Nicola was saying that like she was like I don't I don't know why we don't I don't do this more, but it's just like not because everything is so deadline driven and it's so you know it's like I got the script now it's now it's my job now I just hunker down and you know Mm
3: -hmm. visors
4: on uh, 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 and. Do that and I was like, no, I like the let's talk about it, you know,
1: because Lincoln is a really fast worker, right?
4: Yeah, um,
1: like, the, like Phil's stuff probably took longer because it was so uh, all of the establishing yeah, it, stuff in that grandiose he, style, yeah,
2: it felt like he had to do a lot more of a lot more interpretation of esoteric ideas because mm, it's in the realm right, of the well, gods.
4: and mm-hmm. So Phil's is very much in the realm of the gods. Jean's is very much, Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, there's a, there is, he uses the ambiguous images for, for the God stuff a lot. And there, there is some wonderful God scale stuff in it, but it's very much about the Amazons and the seventh tribe. So it's, it's more grounded and human. Um, And then Mm -hmm. Nicholas is kind of a combination of the two. Um, and so yeah. uh, the the their styles lend themselves to what the 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 tone of each of the books. Well, I think um,
1: that's a yeah because I know Nicola does a lot of action and there's there's a lot of action yeah. in book three. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's where that acting ability comes in where she can like really give motion and emotion to all of
4: yeah. these scenes. And I think too, it's that's part of your job as a collaborator is to, like, I never want to write a script that I don't know who I'm writing it for because I want to write to their strengths and interests. Um, uh You know, you always, I, I think that's part of the job when you're working in that style is to make it a very personal collaboration, that is something that you're making. For, because, you know, the, the I think of the script as a letter to the artist. Um, so it's it's very, like, I'm telling them a story and then they're going to tell mm-hmm. the story to you and then i'm just going to go back and put the dialogue on it you know oh my god excuse me i have yeah, to throw that, that yeah. out
0: the window <laughs> sure sure <laughs> check uh, it out actually it's a good time for me to be right back too. okay but i can't i can't remove my screen otherwise don't, it turns yeah, everything don't no, touch it. you don't it, touch it. know i so. just hit my home face
1: <laughs> the wheels are falling Sorry. off don't know where far- happening. why is it
3: that's yes. okay. What do what you
1: doing? Just go. I don't know. It's fine. She's checking it out.
2: <laughs> it's now the Cable and Denise
1: show. Oh, boy.
2: Dun, 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 dun. I'm
4: right here. Yeah. I can't hear you.
2: <laughs> That's great. Um, now, I, I'm actually a little... I don't know why, but I'm. Uh, I find myself thunderstruck by the term. The script is a letter to oh. the artist. That I have never heard anyone describe it that way before, and that is incredibly accurate and beautifully poetic. Yeah, at no, same it's time.
4: it's I think uh, very much you. that. It's because, like, have I watched you guys through this? I can't. I might be repeating myself, but there's this sort of hierarchy of formality and scripting and it has to do with the number of, well, it has to do with a lot of things, but it has to do largely with the number of people that are going to read the script. So the, the most formal script that you can write is a stage play. Um, and there are, really specific rules for writing a stage play. It is bad form to direct from the page. You really want your stage directions to be as minimal as possible. There may be times particulars of a set design that are required that you'll have to put those notes in, but for the most part, you want to leave it up to the interpretation of uh, the company that's producing the play And the stage play, you know, if you're Shakespeare, I'm not, but if you happen to be, um, your play is going to be produced millions of times over the years uh, and read Mm -hmm. by millions of people. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, So that's the most formal you could write. The next most formal comes coming a step down. um, And yeah, so many, 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 many productions, right? The next is uh, a a film. So a feature is going to be read by several hundred people that are producing that feature. Um, It'll only be made once. um, But there are a lot of eyes on that script. Um, It costs uh, millions of dollars to make a film. Um, So there are uh, a lot of people weighing in on it. The script, you know, if you don't write it in final draft, no one is going to take you seriously. Um, uh, Or at least if it's not, if it's not formatted so that it looks like it would, you know, there are very particular rules. Again, it's bad form to direct from, um, from the page because you're overstepping Um, the, the director is the primary artist in uh, a feature film and your, your job is not to do that part. So, you know, you need to make sure you're, you're, not crossing the
3: line.
0: Sure. I even had a producer once who physically measured how much white space was on a script. And if there wasn't enough white space, he felt that the script was too wordy and it had to go back and get rewritten. Like he, like literally with a ruler, it was
4: really Because people, because you, you generally use, uh, the number of, pages in a script to estimate the number of minutes that the script will last uh, mm. in order to, and, and that that doesn't really work because of action scenes, right? But it is a rule right. of thumb, um, it is a rule of thumb that is held over from when films were much talkier, um, but people would try to cheat and get their scripts Past the time limits that producers were trying to set by moving the margins, so even though that does seem like shitty and pedantic, there's there is a reason why those are are agreed upon standards is because it allows a producer to estimate how long the script will will translate to in actual time, right?
0: Sure. Yeah. I so one page
4: that. of uh, script dialogue is approximately a minute. Um, yeah. Uh, ish. Um, but you know, so if you know, if you if you screw with the margins and you have a lot of action scenes, you can write a really long script that somebody, you know, because you think all this stuff is important, but then the person who Somehow, miraculously, the line producer gets it all shot, but we still only have, you know, whatever it is, forty-seven minutes of airtime, and we and some some poor schmuck has to cut this down to forty-seven minutes, right? Well, <laughs> you want to you want to take care of that problem in the beginning. You want to produce something that's going to be as close to forty-seven minutes as possible, right? I mean you can go over it a bit because there's going to be definitely things that are cut out, but nonetheless. Um, So it it does seem ridiculous, but there, there's some good reasoning behind it. And also it tells you something about who you're dealing with if they're cheating. Right. So, um, Mm -hmm. so, Uh uh, uh, okay. So that's so second step down was the feature. Next step down is television script. Television scripts you can be a little less formal than either of the other two. There are still very much agreed upon standards, but um, television scripts are there's you know only a couple hundred people involved as opposed to the hundreds of people that are involved in you in, it's maybe not even a couple hundred um, uh, but compared to the number of people that are involved in getting a feature film made it's it's a it's a smaller group it's a group that's gonna work together over and over again the uh, the writers frequently directors on a television show change episode to episode so uh, the showrunner who is, very often also the head writer or one of the writers on the show um, is more of the primary artist on that. And so you're allowed to direct from the page a little bit. Still don't insult the director, give the actors some leeway to work with. Don't, you know, dictate everything that, that, they're meant to do allow them to interpret and um you know bring themselves to the character uh and their truths to the character but you can be less formal in a television script than you would be in a feature and most certainly than you would be in a in a stage script um and then our comics and we you can be very informal um and a comic script uh is going to be read by about five people, unless you decide to publish that comic later. But, you know, you could say that about any of these, right? Um, uh, If you're doing it as a, as a like work artifact, that's a totally different thing. But, um, but only about five people are going to read the script. Maybe if you're just doing, if you're scripting for yourself, if you're a writer artist model, maybe nobody else reads the script. Um, In the model Mm -hmm. that I work in, um, it's uh, myself, the artist. Um, Usually we do not have a separate anchor these days, but sometimes there may be an anchor. So it would be penciler, anchor, colorist, uh, letterer, and editor. Um, And that's it. So five folks. So you can be very informal. And you're really just... You're just trying to make that the artist fall in love, well, the, the team, but really the artist. you're trying to make them fall in love with the story such that they want to um, communicate their passion for it to the reader. And I I'm very personal in my, my comic scripts. I, I make asides, I make jokes, I address, the artist by name. Um, You know, if, if there's something that I'm struggling to communicate in words and I have to include like a little doodle, um, you know, I fall all over myself to apologize for the fact that I am not an artist. Um, And, you know, I, I try to do, I try to, they're going to spend a lot more time with that page that I wrote than I spent writing it probably. Um, so I try to be very respectful of that and make sure that they love their job. You know?
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> I was thinking of the, uh, the pa- the double page spread with the horse and you had the whole little yeah. doodle and you penciled the sketch. And then I did, I did. <laughs>
4: Yes, I did. I hope you saved that piece of paper. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, it was. I think it's up there in the scanner somewhere. It's so terrible. Um, <laughs> but uh, oh, yeah. This is the second one. So there's two double page spreads that I had to like. Um, they're awful, but <laughs> I.
1: But they helped you get the point across. like convey what you yeah, were picturing. Yeah, the first
4: one. Here we go. Um, but the idea was just... Like, I needed, I needed to prove to myself that it would work. And then I also didn't know how to... I didn't know how to describe this in panels. Because those... There's those inset mm-hmm. boxes, but there's not really panels. Um, and, you know, with, with Emma, um, Emma Rios, who I work with on Pretty Deadly, we've, we have worked together for so long that um, I do almost no paneling for her. I just, I write action and dialogue. And then, like, I think there's probably a page turn here. You know, I just rough out where the pages are. Um, But that's about it. And I actually am pulling this up so you can see how um, Nicola took what I was thinking. And I was like, okay, so this works. You can throw it out. But it works, right? And then she was like. Yeah. Let me make that a million times better, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: so, um,
4: but you can see that chain of dialogue that I was very concerned with, like how will this function? And it it totally functions right there.
3: So,
0: um, Do you ever find yourself going back to a comic script and counting lines of dialogue and asking, telling yourself like, that's too many or not enough because I got to think of the artist and balloon placement? Or is it something you work out later?
4: No, I um I have rules of thumb that I work with, you know, so uh with the the way I have my template set up, I don't, you know, I, I use the I think it's an Alan Moore thing. Uh no more than 210 words per page. And then you break that down. I'm just Looking around my desk, cause I used to have it on a post-it note, but I apparently I don't have that anymore. Um, yeah. In here. So you do, uh, you do the thing where, so it's, um, so if it's a splash, you can have 210 words on the page will hold 210 words. That'd be a lot. But
0: <laughs> sorry, someone commented on our chat. It's on the iPad. That's what it wanted you to oh, check right. out.
3: Probably, yes.
4: My my chat. <laughs> says it uh, looks like your embed link is invalid visit the chat settings and grab a new one um, yeah oh. it, so the oh. chat disappeared for me Never i don't know what happened um mm.
0: okay. i'll look around um, mm-hmm. and
4: then um so uh so if there's two panels on the page then it would stand to reason each of those panels could hold a maximum of 105 words. And if there are three panels on the page, then you go to 10 divided by three, then panel could hold a maximum of that many. So on and so forth. Right. And then um, you add that to uh, to where you, I I never I try never have to have a balloon have hold more than one or uh, more than three li- three lines like two carriage returns um, in the software that I use because those those balloons can get really burdensome. Um, uh, I try to do a maximum of three balloons in a panel but i break that rule all the time you know there's it's like rules of thumb um hey there we go look at that thank you i like that
0: i'm not sure you'll be able to respond but you'll at least start okay. to see them so hopefully that's a little better
4: well in the
1: interim uh, there are already a couple of questions that came up previously that we could go over um norm uh Oh god, now I'm losing my spot. Uh Norm from Texas was curious, like what do you have a do you have a process uh, for writing uh, when you're working in the pantheon of the gods space? Like do you have a a way that you get into the right headset for that?
4: Uh, I think it's just I realized at some point about Three quarters of the way through, that Hera, the character of Hera that I love so very, very much, is really just me writing Catherine Hepburn as Eleanor of Aquitaine in the Lion in Winter fan fiction. <laughs> um,
0: that literally, yeah, every okay.
3: click yeah, right there. It was yep. a little humbling
4: when I put it together. I was like, oh, shit. But, but also, I love Eleanor of Aquitaine and Catherine Hepburn and The Lion in Winter, so screw it. Um,
1: what about Zeus? So, we had a conversation uh, not too long ago about how some people, some readers, really like your Zeus character, and you're
4: like, uh, my bro, my bro. That's that. That wasn't the takeaway. No. Um, I had um, I had a, a a friend of mine like give me some just really wonderful compliments on um, historia one when it came out, and I mean it was a, a this is a, a guy that like you know we usually just give each other shit you know so uh to 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 have him like write such a sincere lovely thing was was really quite moving and I love him and I love his work but he also said to me something about uh how like you know it it would have been tempting and easy to have written Zeus as a as a simple ass um but you know you you like made him more complicated than that or something and I was like Reasonable. yeah some, something it like that and i was like not intentionally like really? I, I think he's a simple ass but you know like, my bad i'll fix that
1: so <laughs> condescending yeah
3: yes yeah
1: like yeah i get mad uh, i like i re-reviewed issue one in preparation for this and i'm just like getting angry in all of his scenes because he's just
4: so yeah yeah a little artemis in you yeah <laughs> and then and then like the more pissed off she gets at him the like more adorable he thinks she is which makes it all <laughs> so much worse right mm-hmm. rip something <laughs> so
1: that's another one artemis artemis is probably my favorite character in the whole series yeah. so far how did you how did you come arrive at her personality
4: Tallulah my daughter uh, yeah and even Phil was was like oh I'm totally using tea for this I was like yeah that, that yes yes I get it um, I think there's something Phil said there was something in the first script that I, I said like she always has skinned knees that, that that was like that made it click for him
2: it's pretty good. So,
4: uh, that's pretty like permanent child, childlike. Yeah, yeah. self. yeah. Well, she's and, you know she's like um, they're both brats, Artemis and Apollo. Right, they're twins, and in the mm-hmm. the in our take on them, they're both they're, they're both kind of bratty, but she's the kind of bratty that I enjoy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, and he was described as like uh, he looks like the, like a J. Crew model boy, you know. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. petulant.
3: Mm. Everything mm-hmm.
4: is, is clean and orderly, and um,
0: models at Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. No one's ever told yeah. him no.
4: Mm. Yeah, no one's ever told that guy no. Exactly, and he's he is legitimately beautiful but it's really annoying um
3: so
1: we are getting close to the end of our time and i i really wanted us to be able to talk about okay. the other thing too because that's a not really big yes.
4: deal yes cheekbones that could cut glass where are you from in texas norm yes. i grew up in texas i grew up in austin oh. um okay uh, so let's talk about the other thing the other thing is while well, we're waiting for norm to tell us where he's from um uh is I have a show, Longview. Okay, cool. Um, uh, yeah, I went to University of Texas at Austin. Oh, um hmm. as, the,
3: nice.
4: as the theater majors said, because we have to make everything about us. Uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> so
4: theater, uh, I haven't done theater in... Maybe 20 years, Um, but I got this gig two years ago during the pandemic uh, to write a stage show for um, the Wynn um, Resort in Las Vegas. And uh, the show is called Awakening, Um, and it is a big, it's like Historia, it's a, it's a myth size story, um, because we needed something, you know, that would be very simple, very universal would kind of last, you know, the last show that ran in that theater ran for 16 years. So, you know, we want something that's kind of evergreen and human. And yeah. so, uh, it's, a it's a love story. Um, but in a, on a, in a myth space, a really, uh, love story between, um, light and, uh, dark, like God is, uh, light and darkness are the, the two gods in the story. And then, uh, these lovely human thieves, um, that help get them back together, uh, And I'm super, super proud of it. It has 60 dancers and actors in it. And uh, I love them all and I want to adopt them all. Um, And I got to work with some of the most phenomenal artists I will ever get to work with. Um, Baz Halpin, who uh, traditionally directs concerts. So he's done... God, like he's he directs uh, uh, Katy Perry and Pink and the Jonas Brothers and Harry Styles and um, uh, Tina Turner. He, he showed me a picture of him and Tina Turner. I was like, I'm so jealous. <laughs> um, and our uh, lighting designers, Jules Fisher, and uh, his partner, Peggy. Uh, I think it's Entwistle. I'm very embarrassed that I can't remember Peggy's last name, but um, they are absolutely incredible. And uh, Jules is like 80 years old. and has something like 13 Emmys and was like tight with Bob Fosse and directed or uh, lit the original productions of uh, Pippin and Chicago and the like, Um, like his, his, his Wikipedia page is insane. Um, George Seepin was our set designer. Um, Michael Curry, uh, who did uh, the puppets for the Broadway production of um, the Lion King does uh, our puppets and a lot of our design work, and he's one of the producers on the show. Um, Paul Keeve is the illusionist. It's just there. You posted the the yeah. link there. You can, can you post also the. Um, the YouTube that has uh, the videos, the, the Wins YouTube page be, has an awakening. There. I think they have awakening like sub-channel playlist, awakening playlist. Um, see
0: what I can find. Also, you got to have Anthony Hopkins. Oh, there's to that writing. too. Yeah.
4: Yes. <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there
3: was,
4: Anthony Hopkins oh, uh, is the narrator. And so I, I got to fly to London actually we have, we have like two minutes left. So this will be my good ending story. So, uh, I flew to London to record with, um, Hopkins at Abbey road. And on the way to Abbey road, I got violently carsick. Like, Oh my God. Um, never heard this story we were in we were in terrible traffic in so the car kept going like this and i was riding with my back to the driver and uh and i had my glasses on that are the like mid-range glasses which already can make me sick if i'm not careful um and and so uh uh, I, oh, and, and Hopkins, uh, I should also say, uh, uh, Hopkins has been an important figure in my life. I had like his poster on my door in high school, um, because he was in The Lion in Winter. Um, he plays John, um, uh, not John, Richard. He plays Richard the Lionheart. Um, and, uh, so, um, anyway, I, I get walk into Abbey Road and they're like, you know, welcome to historic Abbey Road. I'm like, where's the restroom? (laughs) (laughs) I run into and I'm smart enough not to go into one that has multiple stalls. I go into the rest the handicapped restroom that's that's just one uh and I don't quite make it. Um Oh, no. so I'm not telling anyone that this happened. I mean, I'll tell them now because it's funny now at the time. It was not funny. <laughs> and so, uh, so in my white pants and high heels, I have to clean up mm-hmm. after myself and spray my perfume around and not try, try to do it as fast as possible so I'm not in the bathroom for a weirdly long amount of time. <laughs> right um, but uh, I'm telling myself that I'm probably one of a long line of people all much more talented than I am who have vomited in the bathroom of Abby Rose.
0: That is very likely. All for oh, much, yeah.
4: much more yeah. interesting reasons than being carsick but
3: nonetheless
4: you're among yeah. the ranks yeah. Yeah. me and my like
3: yep. pink the floyd ring. and you
4: know, <laughs> something why did i go to pink floyd Why pink F- oh, <laughs>
3: all
4: right hmm. so um so that's my time uh well anything
0: else you've got coming up like you could like get people excited for or is this a uh- Is it time to take a slight little break, personally,
3: Uh,
0: or creatively?
4: It's not a break. I wish it was a break. I've I've made some bad choices, Aaron.
3: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're almost (laughs) done with the show. Yeah, I
4: mean, the show's up and running. I'm largely done with the show, although I do need to go back. Um, I want to – I need to go see it again uh, because I want to see it again because I – I love my babies there. And also, uh, because I, um, I need to take my mom. I gotta take my mom to see the show. Um, and Valentine, I think Val Val and his family, um, my partner on bitch planet are gonna, um, they might come and join us Mm -hmm. and see the Mm -hmm. show, which would be super cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm going over in my head. I have 10 projects on my plate right now. Um, But I don't know if there are, uh, Denise, are there any I'm allowed to talk about?
1: Um, The first one that comes to mind, I don't think we want to talk about right
4: now. (laughs) Um, Oh, Parisian White? (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so I'll I'll go ahead and say it. um, But uh, uh, yeah, so Parisian White was... was announced as having been acquired by amc like a week before amc laid off a whole bunch of people and now we don't know if they're going to even have a publishing yeah so we don't know what's happening there um
3: yeah yeah, so that's
4: a huge bummer um that I've had, I will say though, I have had several folks reach out to me about it since that announcement was made. Um, and I'm sure it will find another home. And you know, like I, I said in the newsletter, um, and we have a Substack newsletter. If um, I am easy to reach, there's a Substack newsletter, and there is a you can text me at 503-738-1029. Um, and uh, that is my community. And if you text the word milk fed, you'll get, I'll send you updates of any, um, like I sent an update about this, anything that Matt or I are doing, my partner, my husband, Matt Fraction. Um, and uh, if you send a, uh, b g s d um which is which stands for um bitches get shit done um i will i will text you little motivational reminders to take care of yourself and drink your water make things happy <laughs> um and what's the other one oh you can also test text visible women and you'll get on the um on the visible women update um uh and i have largely i'm trying very hard to move off of twitter so uh right now my favorite uh i'm on instagram um a good bit and uh my favorite like twitter replacement i tried mastodon and i just did not have that in me um, but I really like post news. So it's post dot news. Um, you have to sign up for the waiting list, but it's really, really great. I was trying to sell Denise on it earlier today.
1: Um, it didn't finish because it wanted me to t- tell them something about myself. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that tracks.
1: I'm just, I'm out of steam on the biographies. Yeah. So.
3: Oh, I right, was right. Trying,
4: like, make oh, hair a small what's, what's stature what's and just leave it at that, you know. <laughs> um,
1: is that am i stealing that from you
2: space buns you space go. buns that's right you were space buns, whatever yeah
1: that's true yes um that is how i am known in in, in these parts of there Guardian you go games. excellent
2: right my one very specific <laughs> that's all that matters yeah. siobhan
1: is all that matters to me
2: there you yeah. go I- oh she listens to this show she's going to freak out that you've said oh. her name
4: hi siobhan <laughs> uh, yeah post post is great there's a uh still somehow more elon content than i would like but uh, but at least <laughs> at least it's not i'm not putting money in his pocket and uh there there the, the good news about it and the bad news about it is are kind of the same um it's uh, uh it's a uh they're, they're doing a very slow, very responsible rollout. So because they're doing a very slow, very responsible rollout, not all of the features are active yet. And they're, it's, you know, they're only letting a limited number of people in per per They're adding a limited number of people per day so that they can kind of keep everything, um, from getting overloaded as they work it all out. But. R.I.P. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, but the, the comics community there is getting bigger every day. Um, and the news community there is very strong. Um, so if you are used to getting um, news, your news from Twitter, uh, then post is very much for you. Uh, and there's also they're they're working with some smarter business models, I think. Than uh, a traditional advertising model, they've got these micro payment things. So you can you can tip um, when and when you join, they give you basically like fifty cents um, in your account, and uh, you can tip people in any increment that you like. Um, but like if somebody just does a tweet that makes me laugh, I give them a nickel, um, and it's a just to kind of get everybody used to the micropayment model. Um, and then I think that they'll be monetized by, I think they take like a, a cut of if you add money to your wallet, I think they take a cut of that. Um, but it's, it's not bad. And I, I prefer that you got to monetize this stuff somehow. And I prefer that to what comes from the advertising model and i also really like the idea that um that y- you know you you could people cartoonists say could like make a another income stream there um uh you know people can they can add paywalls i don't know why i'm doing a i'm commercial for this except that i'm i've really enthusiastic about the potential of it
0: yeah it sounds kind of nice I've been looking for something for a while uh
1: you Visible Women was a way that you were trying to get more support and visibility for female identifying artists and writers and that initiative was started on Twitter and Twitter is imploding so now maybe this is where we can like really make it happen and put money in the pockets of those yes. very same We have artists. big
4: plans for Visible Women going forward, but I can't talk too much about that. But yes, it is not going to be centralized on uh, Twitter anymore, um, for sure. I'm trying to get off. I don't know why I haven't actually just nuked my account there. I kind of am a little, little bit disappointed in myself that I haven't, but...
2: Yeah. We opened the show with the fact that I did it like oh, two days hey, ago. Okay,
4: congratulations.
2: Thanks. I <laughs> like I I did it to both my personal account and the defunct gallery account. Like I downloaded archives of both and went yeah. I'm done.
1: I did all of the work to delete Twitter, and I had like the, the perfect last tweet. It was about Elon Musk giving me five hundred dollars. But then, but then nobody else moved away, and I was like, "But stuff is still happening here. I don't want to miss it." And uh, and now I'm just a coward.
2: You're you're not a no. coward. No, the, we have talked about this before. Like these things have have their hooks in us, and. We all have to do our own part and our own growth to get those out. And it's not a competition and it is not a race. It's I, fine.
0: I have to convince all my clients that Twitter does them no good. So I can exactly. my account and not need them
1: anymore. As a yep. marketing person, yours is probably the hardest transition. I live in Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I need to sell more books so I get out yeah. of marketing.
2: <laughs> yep. And you will.
1: <laughs> Season of Rua, out now. Issues one through five.
2: Yes, that's
0: true. The trade is next month. I can talk about that in a couple of weeks.
1: That's
0: very exciting. Stuff Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, I've got a whole yeah, whole kind of bit of good news around that comic that if I say more, the other marketing people will become very right. annoyed with me. Whoops! It's so. okay.
2: great. It gives us something to talk about in January. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> in the meantime, everyone should go to their comic shops next week and pick up book three of one and one is two if you
4: don't have those yeah.
2: i yeah. definitely yeah. want to do if you don't have those
4: so definitely. um all right sweet thanks you guys and if you find yourself in las vegas please go see awakening at the win Um i definitely want to check it out now
2: i have a reason to go to vegas okay now okay I have, now <laughs> i have
0: two but the other one's incredibly embarrassing which you
3: oh
4: somebody has to tell, tell me that later <laughs> oh yeah.
0: it's just it's my weird obsession with paranormal stuff. I want to go to Zach Baggins' Haunted
2: Museum. It's not weird. We've been trying so to do weird. this. Okay, fine.
4: People love paranormal. Do you, know, do you know about Omega March? Because I might have a third reason.
0: I do mm. want to go to that. Our friend Matthew Clark went there yeah, that's about true. a year ago or so, and it yeah, sounds amazing. Yeah, yep. that's really cool. Yeah, that's okay. Now there's three.
2: That might have been this year, actually. It's hard to tell. Like, I don't. 2020 was 10 years long.
0: And if it's your thing, the atomic museum is also really fascinating and terrifying. There's apparently
4: also a mob museum now. There is. I have not, you know, the whole time that I was there in production, I was pretty much just going from my room to the theater and my room to the theater, to a restaurant, to the theater, to a restaurant, to the theater, to the room.
0: I guess their big claim to fame is they rebuilt using the bricks from the Valentine's Day Massacre, they rebuilt it in the museum.
4: All right, cool. friends.
2: Go to Vegas. Go to comic shop. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for popping uh, around. Oh, thank was you a for blast. having
4: me. All right. All right. Yeah. I will see you tomorrow, Denise. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow. I'll see you soon, I we have
3: bye.
4: bye. Right. This is the weird thing where I, I don't remember how to leave. So.
3: The browser. Uh, here i can, I can here. all right i'm gonna boot
0: the ready bye oh but she's still in the background
3: <laughs> it's fine
2: she can uh, listen in Yeah,
3: technology go.
2: um i believe that means that we started 2022 with kelly sue and now we've ended 2022 with kelly sue. we had her on
3: for no, did, volume one it so November. it would have been,
2: it was November of last year?
1: I know for a fact because it was the same week that I interviewed uh, in person. Oh, okay. So I talked to them. Oh, no, not in person, via Zoom. That's right. Well, no, it was both. It was both. So I saw Matt and Kelly Sue via Zoom two days in a row, and then I went to their house.
2: Cool. In November. It just seems like, like I guess that's right, because story came out in January of this of this year.
0: No, it started no? last year. Yeah. Did oh, it? Yeah. Yeah, because I had to write about today for a publisher like my favorite right. comics are twenty twenty two, and I'm like, look, it came out in twenty twenty one, but issues two and three are this year, so I'm counting it. It's okay. on my list.
2: Yeah, twenty
1: twenty one. It was very near the end of the year. Yeah, sure. Yeah.
2: I'm just retconning it in my brain that we started the year with her and ending the year with her. So there
1: we'll say that. We'll it sounds good. <laughs> it's it in sounds way, good. We're not that
0: far off. Like we ended twenty 2020... twenty. No. 2021. 2021. Now we're gonna end 20. So yeah, they're, chronologically they still, still
2: there. Yeah,
0: yeah. You're still there's still damage on the stack still closing the it. loop right there.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: so many pop culture references. there
1: All right. I think we've used them all up, right?
2: uh no. We, we have not. The show you know was per- that that the show was
0: pretty true. base. I can tell you that.
1: <laughs> God damn it.
0: I'm gonna go home and get basted.
1: Um. By oh. the way, I did actually end up. Putting in my my post news uh, like waitlist, and I did use space buttons as my bio.
2: Good, good job.
0: And uh, by the way, you're both going to get Facebook messages. Hey, your friend Aaron Duran has referred you to post
1: because uh, apparently it
0: ups your it puts you. Oh yeah, it ups it's your too odds. late
1: because I already am on. I'm already. I already did the thing, and right. I definitely put it on. I uh, Facebook and <clears throat> Twitter. <laughs> I'm like, Oops, I dropped this <laughs> link to post.
0: That's fine. It's too late, my son. Yeah, it'll be fine uh and then a quick little thing if i don't know if you are a patreon of the geek in the city patreon and you haven't noticed i've been doing a super nerdy 12 days of magical items
2: <laughs> yes you have and they're all
0: they're kind of fun they're they, fun they make they, they, they giggle and they make me laugh they're fun to do some of them are downright mean like for creative players like today is the invisible paper <laughs> anything you wrap is under the effects of the invisibility, invisibility spell it's pretty fun wah, wah. Yeah, or the shackles of the dam. Oh God! Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: I think that's a wrap on 2022.
0: Yeah, we will not have a new show next week. Um, I might upload Yes Virginia's or Andy Claus, but if you also search the site, it's on there still. I don't need to re-up it again. Um, but listen to it; it's fun. Yeah, some of the most fun I've ever had doing radio. Uh, It wasn't live, but it was still fun. A lot of fun to do. And every single voice on there is collided myself. Even the sound of a reindeer dying. <laughs>
3: oh, boy. <Nice. laughs> um,
0: yeah, so we'll see everybody next year. Thank you again for uh, being with us and supporting us. I don't know the last few months, like some growing pains of being live again, but I think we kind of got it locked down. So, um, yeah, we'll be Thanks, back Frank. next year, hopefully with more interviews and all that stuff. Like, That's but, the plan. Yeah, I got to drop a line to another... I'll just say it. I'm trying to get uh, Rucka and Mike Henderson on to talk about Forged, their new book. Good. Awesome. Good. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah so it'll be good.
0: Well, with all of that, I am Aaron Duran.
1: I am Rita.
2: And I am mostly Cable Hoshita. <laughs> mostly. Mostly. Uh, Why didn't speak- I
1: say I'm Space Buns? God damn it. Say it now. I'm Space Buns. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: bye. <laughs>